Hi, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Our Right Stories, a podcast created and developed by the Just Right Scotland team with your host, Natalia. Today's episode is highlighting our brilliant trainee, Ailey. She will tell us about her journey with Just Right Scotland from intern to trainee and how the Justice First Scadden trainee program has helped and support her opportunity through this traineeship. Well, thank you for joining us on All Right Stories. Today, we have special guest, Ailey. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Ailey. Welcome. Can you let our listeners know what it is your role or what your role is at JRS? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, my name's Ailey and I'm a trainee solicitor here at Just Right Scotland. And I've worked across the four centres that we have here at Just Right. That's amazing. And so you started your legal traineeship at Just Right Scotland in January 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your traineeship is part of the Justice First Fellowship Scheme delivered by the Legal Education Foundation, which aims to support the next generation of social welfare lawyers to deliver justice for communities. It is sponsored by Scadden LLP through the Scadden's Justice First Scadden Trainee or JUST program. So could you tell us more about this scheme and how and why did you apply? The Justice First Fellowship is a scheme that gives people across the UK an opportunity to do a legal traineeship in um, organisations and firms that focus on social justice and using the tool, um, using the law as a tool for social justice, which for me was um, very interesting because I always sort of had that as my goal in, in my career to, to, to explore different ways of using the law as a tool for social justice. Um, so yeah, it's a two-year train, illegal traineeship and that's your sort of on-the-job training that you do after um, studying law at uni to become a lawyer. At the end of two years then you become a qualified solicitor. And I think the really great thing about um, the Justice First Fellowship is that it's not just me that's doing it, but throughout the UK um, in different organisations and firms, people are also going through the same process of doing this two years of training. Um, and it has been going on for about 10 years. So there's built up this network of people that sort of understand what it's like to work in this area and sort of taking this approach to um, being a lawyer. So um, it's really great to be able to have that um, sort of network of people to to uh, go to whenever maybe you have a question or look at what they're doing and, and sort of because people have been doing really great things um, over the past 10 years. Um, and then the support from Scadden is also really great um, because they've provided some additional support as well, such as really interesting, useful training. Um, I went to a really interesting one about becoming a more trauma-informed lawyer, which was fab. And yeah, my, my as I said, my sort of reason for applying was I thought that it was sort of based on my career so far, a really interesting and useful next step into um, developing, using the law as a, as a tool for positive change in people's lives. That's really cool. And is this kind of fellowship, is it difficult to kind of get it? And like, what is the process for that? So how it works is that um, the Justice First Fellowship posts all of the um, available opportunities on their website and you can go through them and see where you're interested in. Of course, there's ones in um, England and Northern Ireland and Wales. There's also Just Right Scotland's one just now uh, on their website and you can go into it and apply online. Um, Yeah, in, in Scotland, I think it's really great because there's not many sort of opportunities to practice this type of law and train in it. 
That's amazing. And so, I mean, you've been working with JRS for quite some time now. Um, so let's do a bit of time traveling together. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about Doctor Who earlier in the day. So, I mean, let's, let's encapsulate that. But Getting our TARDIS. <laughs> getting our TARDIS. Um, our list, and so our listeners don't know, when did it all start? Well, actually, I was um, just right Scotland's first trainee um, back in 2017, whenever they just started up. Um, I saw some discussion, I think, on Twitter around this really exciting new organisation that was opening um, in Scotland to use the law as a, as, a, as a tool for extending people's rights, for protecting and extending people's rights. I thought, that's fantastic, that's exactly the sort of work that I want to do. So I got in touch and um, was an intern with them for about a year I think um, and then after that I went on and sort of worked in the UK and Europe in a sort of variety of different roles around migration and human rights and done stuff like comms and training and policy work but then fast forward to about um, 2021 I saw the advert for um, the fellowship at Just Right Scotland come up and I, at that point I thought this is too much of a of, of a sort of good opportunity to miss out on to um, take like a, a sort of maybe a bit of a sidestep into looking about how can I sort of as a as a potentially qualified solicitor take a new approach towards using human rights in a, in a really practical way so I applied and then came back a few years later <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool so you were able to see JRS at the beginning and then years later come back as a trainee what were some like key differences that you noticed coming back? I think a key difference was going from four members of staff to about, <laughs> um, t- I think, 25 at the time that I came back. So it was amazing to see how much it had grown and, and sort of developed from that initial like um, really good idea and, and really dedicated few people to becoming a, an organisation which is full of people that sort of have the same um, goals and same view and same aims of what they want to do which was such an amazing thing to see yeah that's super cool that's yes that's super cool so I mean diving in a little bit more to your time here so you've been working across all of our legal centers can you tell us a little bit more about what you've learned so far I think um, on top of of course all the the legal stuff that I've learned so how processes work how the court system works how the day-to-day work of being a lawyer I think what I've really yeah, so I think the most important thing that I've learned um, since starting at Just Right is that it's not just about um, what you do, but the way that you do it. So many of our clients, they don't necessarily want to have a lawyer. They have a lawyer because they're going through processes that they wouldn't necessarily choose to be going through. For example, they've had to flee their country um, and claim asylum. So, um, And so many of these processes take away their ability to make decisions about their own lives, the possibility, sorry, for them to make decisions about their own lives, to have autonomy. Um, And I think in the way that you approach how you work with people, you can, in some small way, give them a bit of that autonomy back, build a bit of that trust whenever lots of their interactions with um, services or um, organisations have not always been... um, the most successful for them it's yeah it's, a, it's about that thing of how do you have those conversations how do you have those meetings how do you frame what can often be quite complex law in a way that people understand and can then make decisions about their own lives um, and I think 
working in an organisation like Just Right has really given me a, a fantastic opportunity to learn on the ground how to do that. Yeah, I think that's really important. Like you said, it's not just looking at the legal day-to-day work, but also how you approach it and how you make clients feel or, mm-hmm. or the work that you do around it. So I kind of want to go through each legal centre and see kind of if you can give us an example of some of the work that you've done. Um, so for the Scottish Refugee and Migrant Centre, what is um, one thing that you remember that you were working on or that you did? Um, that was the first centre that I started working on, um, working in whenever I started my traineeship. Um, and I had the opportunity to... Um, support young people for example through asylum claims and I really am interested with it just right works is that they work in partnership with organizations like the guardians so the young people that we work with are also getting support um, elsewhere from from other organizations and we are sort of linked in with them and can work together with them to make sure that that person has a bit more of a sort of holistic support network um, which it seems to me to be like a really successful and gives much better sort of uh, experiences for the young people whenever they're in really difficult circumstances. Yeah, that's really important, I think. And I I think we've had that said before on the podcast as well and the importance of having that partnership Mm -hmm. there. Um, Okay, so what about your work at the Scottish Anti-Trafficking and Exploitation Centre? Yeah, so I've just um, started, I've just finished up um, working there and... um, Something that I was I've been doing there is a, a bit of um, sort of third tier surgery work um, with homelessness organisations uh, across Scotland and, and sort of support workers there coming and asking um, for a bit of support whenever they are um, people that they work with have experienced immigration issues and I think again that's a really nice way of doing a bit of work because I've seen sort of in the six months or whatever that I've been doing that um, the the questions changing and, and developing as um, as the workers in those organisations sort of build up their knowledge as well of, of um, immigration law. And we also have um, monthly um, question and answer sessions where they can come and ask more questions about immigration law, which is really also useful for us because we can start to see maybe trends that are happening. Um, maybe if there's changes to practice in certain areas or if there's... Um, issues that people are facing time and time again that's really useful for us to know as lawyers as well so that we can think about is there a way that we can maybe address that okay and so what about the scottish women's rights center yeah so at scottish women's rights center i've done a lot of outreach um with um survivors of gender-based violence so um, it might be sort of helplines and, and legal callbacks um, where I'd sort of be calling somebody and giving them sort of a bit of initial information and advice so they feel a bit more sort of um, confident in, in what the law means. Even if the next step is for them to go and speak to another lawyer, they sort of maybe know sort of the terms and, and phrases that might be used. Um, and again, I guess a bit similar to um, the work that I was talking about at the Scottish Anti-Trafficking Exploitation Centre, um, it's also giving you a bit of understanding of what's what's going on more widely whenever you're having that outreach that's touching um, lots of or sort of involving lots of different people um, across Scotland. You can get a good view of these are issues that many people are facing. And the fantastic thing I think about Just Right is we sort of have the charity arm and the policy arm, which means that we can maybe think a bit strategically about what we can do to tackle some of those issues. Yeah, I think that's really important that you bring as well the connection of doing different center kind of work but just the approach that you did um and then finally i know you're working now with the scottish just law center 
Can you talk about any of the projects you're currently working on? Yeah, so I've just started there a couple of weeks ago um, and it's really exciting. There's lots of really interesting things happening um, there. Um, Something that I've been involved in is some of their access to justice work and creating sort of accessible fact sheets for um, individuals and organisations so that they know some of what their roots might be if they've um, either individually or um, people that they work with have experienced different forms of injustice um, and for me that's really great because that's something that I'm sort of really interested in and passionate about is that as lawyers we shouldn't or lawyers in general shouldn't be holding on to the law we should make sure that it's accessible for as many people as possible so they can also use it in their everyday lives. I think that's so important as well as like making that justice accessible like you said but not holding on to that law so definitely sharing that information making sure that these resources are actually given to the people that need them mm-hmm. um and just kind of like as a bonus i know you're also working with our social enterprise jrs know-how um can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so that's um yeah so that project is um my justice first fellowship project um as part of the justice first fellowship you get some time to spend um on a project which goal is sort of increasing access to justice um in my project i'm working with um, mgrs know-how and other partner organizations on a project around um the incorporation of the united nations convention of the rights of the child into scottish law which is our or which is the the worldwide um human rights convention human rights law that protects the rights of children um there's a new law in scotland which will be sort of making that part directly of scottish law um and what i've been doing in that project is um working alongside the partners, children and families, but also with professionals like social workers and teachers and people working in the planning departments of um, local authorities to create things like videos and um, sort of decision-making flowcharts to support them to be able to use um, the this Children's Rights Convention in their work every day to, to build confidence and to and to support them to use again that that law as a tool um with sort of the eventual goal of uh, again people being able to make decisions that are um thinking about children's rights right from the very start um so the eventual goal is of course um, whenever the this law becomes part of the law in scotland is to create a place where children can expect their rights to be um, protected and respected and fulfilled every time they are going to the doctor or going to school or getting a bus. That's really important. And I'm glad that you kind of laid out what that looks like. So this sounds like just such a wide range of experience that you get with JRS and Mm -hmm. with this, um, you know, with this traineeship. And I'm kind of curious with everything that you've learned at the different centers and even working on your own project with JRS uh, Know How, how will this impact your future? Um, I sort of spoke about this a wee bit earlier, but um, somebody once said to me that whenever you're working in social justice and you're working in human rights, yeah, you're in that really weird space of your eventual goal is for you to not need a job anymore. <laughs> whenever we all anyone that cares about social justice wants to live in a social just world where the need for lawyers that are doing human rights work and, and doing um 
social justice work don't need to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not a future that's anywhere near us at the moment. But I think how how I would like to see my future career develop is into that view of thinking about the law in a wider sense, thinking about how how can we support um how can we support communities, individuals to be able to to use the law and know about the law from from a um on a sort of daily basis so that law is not just something that's only used that used in courtrooms it's something that people can refer to and use every day there's lots of work to be done in this and um, there was a recent report released um by just right and partners um that have sort of looked at some of these ideas about steps that scotland can take to ensure that as many people as possible know about their rights and we create a scotland where people can use their rights and expect the language of rights to be understood whenever they're raising issues with public bodies, for example. Um, and I hope, whenever I whenever I think about what I'd like to do in the future, I hope that I can use my, my previous skills from my, my and experience from my career and build upon this with my now experience of, of hopefully, or well, in a few months, becoming a qualified solicitor um, to sort of put my own stamp on that and to, to do my own little bit of work into sort of moving towards this possible future Scotland yeah no definitely and I'm really curious like now that you've been through you know your training now that you're going through your traineeship and like you were saying in a few months you'll be qualified do you think you'd be a solicitor and that's the career path that you'll take or has JRS kind of given you different examples of how that legal experience works um yeah so how how that looks for me is that um I hope that I can create a career a career path that includes um using all the experience that I've gained now from, from being a qualified solicitor in a few months, uh, along with sort of capacity building around human rights, around um, sort of dispersing out that legal knowledge that, that some of us hold out into out into the communities and supporting that to use that as well. In the in the future, um, there's definitely going to be need for lawyers um, doing, doing human rights work. Um, but also I think there's a lot, a big need for us to be thinking about how how we do that and how we interact with with communities that um, require legal support, um, and that sort of is where hopefully I see my future. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you're gonna get there. I think you have more than enough skills already, like under your belt, to get to that position. I was curious if you have any, you know, words of advice or any tips for anybody that's either thinking about applying or thinking about even doing a traineeship. Yeah, I think um, choose something that you're interested in and passionate about because I think that can that comes across whenever you're talking about it. Um, also, as as I spoke about a bit, like my journey to traineeship was not the normal one, um, and I personally was very worried that I was going to be um, too old to be a trainee um, and didn't come from the background, maybe or somebody that's going to um, become a solicitor. I think that's something that is a lot of people's fear and a lot of people's worry maybe they've never known a lawyer personally for example Um, and I think that's why the Justice First Fellowship is such a good um, way to to, to start this career or or to potentially if you've had a career before move into this career because it does give you that sort of support network of people that have had similar experiences Um, and for example we've had um, we had a, a a residential where we met up with people that are on the same 
year as us, but also people from from years before that sort of shared their experience and what I gained from that is there's no such thing as this is a person that's going to be a lawyer. There's no such thing as a as a sort of traditional or stereotypical um, trainee. Everyone brought their past experiences, and I think that's exactly what um, the fellowship program looks for. People that are maybe not the sort of stereotypical lawyer and have maybe had different experiences in the past, whether they're professional or personal, and they can bring that with them to the traineeship. So throughout our podcast, you know, we've kind of always end on a theme of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of already hit a little bit on, you know, the hope and, and some of the things you want to see. But I was wondering if you kind of end it with us with what's your hope for your future? Um, I would say that my hope for my future is to um, use the law in a way that bears people's lives in, in whatever way that that is, but also hopefully to have a bit of fun with it as well <laughs> and I think that's something that um, whenever you're asking me um, what I've learned about um, from being at Just Right I think that's been also such an amazing thing um, from clients but and from colleagues is that even though sometimes things are very very difficult in the current sort of environment that we're in um, in terms of migration and, and human rights is a very difficult moment just now but um people still uh, have a laugh. <laughs> they can still find things funny. They, we can still gather together and sort of share experiences. And I think that especially with with sort of clients and some of the people I've worked with, I sort of gained my hope from them in the fact that even though people have been through often quite difficult things, they're still hoping about their future. They're still thinking about hopefully going to college or um, whatever it might be in the future, which I think um, is really inspiring for all of us. Yeah, and I think, you know, you hit it right there on the head. You know, I think you're a big part of that as well for the clients being able to be a part of their journey and continue giving them that hope. Um, And it's amazing. And I am super excited to see, you know, where you end up in your career, whether it stays at JRS or whether you progress. But I think regardless, I I know, Ailey, you're going to make a huge impact. And I look (laughs) forward to seeing how that plays out for you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you again to Ailey for sharing her experience from being there when there was really only four staff to now coming back to do her traineeship at a much bigger organization. As mentioned throughout this podcast, please make sure to double check our Work With Us webpage on our website to see the latest traineeship and work opportunities available with Just Right Scotland. You can also find these links in our show notes and social media posts. Like always, listeners, don't forget to like, comment, and share this podcast. Don't forget that you can always listen back to our episodes on our Podbean website, podcast streaming services, and social media pages. We'll catch you next time.